Welcome to the Dean's Thought Leadership Series brought to you by the University of California, Irvine's Paul Mariah School of Business. I am your host, Dean Ian Williamson. So I have great pleasure today of having with me today, Ms. Catherine Zhou. And Ms. Catherine Zhou is the CEO of Eco KMC LLC. It's a management consulting firm that specializes in investment and financial advisory, but specifically to supporting organizations as they enter into the Chinese market. And the company has a particular emphasis on working with U.S. firms as they look at market opportunities within China. Prior to this, uh, Catherine was the vice president and China general manager for St. Gobind Sage, which is a global Fortune 200 company, uh, one of the world leaders in dynamic glass. She has over 20 years of professional experience in international marketing and management, global multi-market product launches, market penetration, sales, as well as business development strategies across the United States, Western Europe, Asia, uh, South America, Africa, and the Middle East. And now she's focusing in on the China market. And it is also a great pride that I should note that Catherine is also an alum of the Paul Murad School, receiving her MBA from our great institution. Uh, she's based in Shuzhou, which is where she's coming from us today. And so Catherine, thank you very much for taking the time to join me as part of this Dean's Thought Leadership Series. And I'd like to ask you a few questions, if you don't mind. Um, this is a really interesting period of time for us in the history of mankind. We've, we're coming out of a period of this pandemic, which has really been, uh, I guess the word is uh, dynamic in many respects. And so this past year has been extraordinarily disruptive. And what advice would you have as you think about entrepreneurs and how they can best thrive during this period of time? Dean Williamson, I am just, just so honored to have this opportunity to talk with you. And uh, you know, the questions are just, just so scintillating and all inspiring. And when you ask this, um, I, in my life, I have experienced both <clears throat> working for, um, excuse me. <clears throat> um, I have experience in both working for corporate as well as the entrepreneur. Henceforth, you know, um, for entrepreneurs, uh, not to say advice, but all the experience I have experienced through this turbulent time. And I think that uh, um, uh, the way that I coped with it is that, first of all, be open. Mm. Uh, expect nothing would be the same. Uh, change comes as the only constant in a never expected way. And also in multiple uh, type of amplified way. And also um, probably that's, that is the new normal. And under this type of situation, and I think that you got to, as an entrepreneur, you got to be courageous because uh, um, when it comes in this way, it actually, it's the same to everyone. And mm -hmm. then to entrepreneurs, we are the ones who's always, you know, uh, so bold. And sometimes, the, you know, even um, above and beyond, uh, um, being just a courageous. So I think that when you are courageous and then you will just stick your head out and see what is the opportunity over there. And then so the, instead of seeing all the, uh, the challenges and uh, all the uh, damage and all the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the harmful and, and the hurting way, and then you look at that and says, you know, I can help to fix this or I can help to improve. I can help and then find a way or find many ways and then, so I think that the first thing is be courageous. And the second, even be curious. And then when you are really into that, that world, that dynamic world, 
and you start to find that, okay, it is not that bad. And look, someone else is doing that. That is wonderful. And whoa, I've tried this and isn't this beautiful? And then I'm just curious what, what more I can do to make it even more, uh, more successful or help more people. So I think that um, all of this comes to, uh, to a sentence that uh, our professor, uh, Imran Crane, uh, had shared at the beginning of COVID-19 in one of his sessions. And he said that never waste a crisis. And mm. I think that is the, the key, never waste a crisis. That is yeah. the, uh, the entrepreneurial <laughs> spirit. Uh, certainly, I, I completely agree with the idea of never waste a crisis. Unfortunately, we've had many crises uh, over the last year. So we, we, we certainly have had plenty of opportunity to do what you just described, to see the opportunity in those moments. As we think about the next, you know, the last, if, as we think about the last 18 months, businesses have seen COVID, we've had political disputes, we've had policy disputes, and many of these issues have raised major questions about international trade and globalization. And, you know, you're coming to us today from China, uh, you, where your, your company works specifically with helping companies entering into the Chinese market. And I would love to get your thoughts on the current environment for international economic collaboration and international business partnerships. What do you see as the way forward? You know, Dean um, Williamson, this is uh, such a good question <clears throat> because, um, you know, every day uh, started from even before COVID and then it was the political uh, disrupt disrupts. And the COVID-19 came in an even worse way and then, so therefore, you know, um, uh, companies, especially like us and also uh, alumni like us who have uh, um, culture heritage from Asia, especially China and uh, educated and also worked so many years in the US. And so therefore we are, we consider ourselves, uh, you know, citizen of the world. And uh, we, we, we really, um, we cherish uh, you know, our citizenship, me uh, as a US, uh, US citizen. And also, I uh, also have a lot of respect um, to my cultural her heritage. And then, so therefore, when you put everything together into this, uh, this, uh, this political world and the business world, and then I think that, uh, um, yes, the situation is extremely, extremely challenging. Um, but um, I think that the world is so very well connected and uh, um, very much like uh, Professor John Graham used to say, uh, because of the mutual investment that uh, say between US and China, that those two countries have invested mutually together for so many years. And there are tremendous knowledge learned. And also there's a huge value chain built and then henceforth, uh, I think it doesn't matter uh, how big a political challenge and uh, how much of uh, that uh, disrupt under, under you know, COVID-19 or under whatever way, and then um, you cannot untangle or you, you cannot uh, you know, uh, just unwind everything and said that uh, uh, international trade and globalization could be stopped, it cannot because you cannot uh, unlearn what you've learned. And most importantly, the market demands is there. And we will never go back to a disconnected 
and isolated way. So therefore, globalization is going to continue and international trade will go because at the end, it is the market that uh, play into, uh, play the force in the long run. So um, I'm confident that it is going to be there, continue, and then even in a stronger or bigger way because of today's technology, because of uh, people keep on finding new solution when challenge actually come, you know, uh, uh, wave by wave in a faster pace and also multiple way. So I think that uh, that is unstoppable. And that itself, instead of just being a challenge, I think that is an opportunity. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think um, we will just see different terms of engagement, but certainly the engagement will not disappear. We, we are more connected to not today as a world than we've ever been. And so I, I, I certainly see you know, the, the perspective you're bringing. As we think about this interconnectedness, um, one of the things that's, that's happened is it's actually brought calls, similar calls from a wide variety of societies around the world. And what you're seeing now is more and more communities in different parts of the world are looking to ask, how can companies, how can organizations play a role in not just addressing economic issues, but also play a role in addressing issues around injustice or discrimination or oppression uh, or dealing with issues of income inequality and poverty. And I think this is a very different expectation than many business leaders would have thought about, say, 10 years ago. What do you see as the responsibility of business and business leaders as we think about the role of organizations in addressing broader social issues in society? How, how do you think we should be contributing to this conversation? And I think that, uh, uh, Dean Williamson, this is a very good question because, uh, you know, um, when world is divided and then uh, people sometimes uh, are forced to choose sides. And uh, so when the situation is, gets so complicated and then um, people demand for short answers, it's extremely challenging because, uh, you know, um, because nothing is simple. And then you ought to look at into many layers and then um, really consider uh, the stakeholder uh, who, who gets probably even harmed by, you know, the, all of this, and then um, from which way we should contribute, we should bring value in, we should help. And then so, so I think that it is a very complex issue. But I think that for business, um, you have a set of values. You just have to stick to the value. And it doesn't matter how much noise and then how much risk. And then maybe uh, when you speak up or when you you know, stick to your value and then something just uh, victimize you. But I guess that if that comes into, into the picture, make sure that you are not going to be victimized. Instead, take the initiative uh, as business leader and you got to stand up, voice out, carry out uh, all that responsibility to be the leader, to help, and then to, uh, to, to uh, support and also to find ways. And then sometimes, you know, if you have to walk along and then to find that answer and then to really trotting through the hardship and to do it because you will find that afterwards 
you are even a stronger leader. And the, the, the reward itself is tremendous, both um, economically and spiritually. So uh, I think that when you look at this time, it is, it is just, uh, um, in a way, it's interesting and uh, wonderful opportunity. <laughs> Thank you. So Catherine, I actually think I might like to ask you one other additional question that I didn't send before. Um, and it kind of goes back to the question I asked you earlier around international trade and collaboration. Uh, your organization uh, is one that focuses on supporting firms coming into China. And I'd be curious if you can maybe share just a few points uh, around what advice you give to organizations as they think about the China market today but also if you were, if I were bringing a business from the United States or from Brazil or from Western Europe into China today, what, 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 what would be the advice you give me? What, what's the perspective I should be having on the next wave or how the, the, how the Chinese economy and market will be evolving over the next five years or so? I think Williamson, that's even a better question <laughs> because that's something that we're experiencing every day. And uh, on the one side, there's just, just so much noise and then uh, people out of uh, whatever reason and uh, uh, sometimes because of co competition and sometimes it's just that they care about you, they worry about you. So therefore, you know, um, they will tell you that, well, you know, see, uh, uh, all the even some of those major players actually left this market, so there's uh, there's no market and blah blah blah. So um, you hear all of that, and then people like us. I think that uh, you know um, what I learned the biggest was uh, when I was at Mirage, and then we're always looking at the market and says that there is this invisible hands that it doesn't matter how much distortion there is the market will cor uh, co correct itself. And then that force itself is unstoppable. And then so therefore, you know, um, I think that uh, um, as business, a lot of times you just have to really follow, follow the market force. And then uh, for China, yes, China had a lot of challenges. China actually uh, just in this past 100 years, and then it was uh, from totally bottom of the world. And then it was so backwards. And it was uh, worship, it was uh, chaos, and then it was the, you know, the uh, political uh, uh, divide. And then eventually uh, this uh, communist uh, country established. And then uh, the first 10 years it was flourished. And then afterwards it's, uh, you know, it, 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 it was total chaos and then uh, disruption and then poverty, starvation. And everything you you kind of kind of about it. Everything came came this way, and then eventually it actually uh, uh, you know come into the right course, and then start try to to learn how to uh, how to grow, how to be country as people, and then how to uh, really get the education back, and then start to, to learn from country like U.S. and partner up with U.S. as to how to grow its economy, and then um, I think that initially. Um, there were just uh, so many problems with the uh, intellectual property. And I think that uh, uh, through that, a um, lot of punishment <laughs> actually was dumped on China. Oh, probably sometimes really deserve it. So um, uh, China is trying to do the right thing. That's uh, what I see. 
And then, so therefore, I think that um, for a uh, U.S. business and then, or any business from, uh, from uh, say, uh, Brazil, from uh, Mexico, or from all over the world, and I think that uh, uh, business still need to look into the opportunity and then um, uh, while assess all the risks. And, and then I think that business should always be very inquisitive. And then I think that in long run, it's going to be very rewarding. And also, um, you know, you just uh, can't afford to waste this uh, opportunity. And I think that on the other side, uh, find, find good partnership is very important. And then so therefore, I think that all the values we've learned from, uh, from Pomeroy School of Business, and then I think that all of those actually come into a picture, play the force, and then just to have to stick with it, you understand, and then you insist on it and work on it, and then um, you know um, create value uh, for for your business, for your for your company, for for the community, and for the society. Thank you, Catherine. So You're I have welcome. one more question I'll ask, um, and this is the question around preparing. So. Given all the complexities that we are asking business leaders today to face, and certainly the complexities that we will ask them in the future, which we don't yet even know what they are, what advice would you have for business leaders in terms of what they need to be prepared for, or perhaps more importantly, how they can best prepare themselves to lead organizations through these various challenges that we'll be facing? <laughs> uh, uh, Dean Williamson. <laughs> Uh, you know, um, that's such a good question. Because uh, when I was looking, when I'm thinking about that, uh, I was actually thinking, wow, you know, um, uh, when we were at Mirage, and then we have a lot of programs. And then so uh, a few years ago, when I heard that we were actually having entrepreneur, uh, entrepreneurship, uh, entrepreneur and innovation program, right? Uh, Master of Entrepreneurship and Innovation. Now I'm thinking, oh, wow, that is something that you actually dump yourself in and then you basically uh, learn from falling down and just stand up and then it's totally like trying to error. But when think about it, wow, you know, uh, uh, our school actually pioneered this and have that. And then henceforth, uh, uh, that actually reminded me of uh, the, 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 the culture that we built, the, those, uh, I mean, the, the three culture that we built for, for my company, EcoKMC, because whenever people come into my picture, uh, on my company, we always tell them that, remember, our, uh, our, our three culture of the company, one is entrepreneurial spirit, and then so therefore, whenever you see something, and then instead of seeing the, 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 uh, the bottle uh, half empty, and you always see like, well, you know, it's half full. <laughs> So um, you try to find opportunity from everywhere. And then, you know, that that is the entrepreneurial spirit. And then I, I guess that uh, what, uh, what uh, Maraj give is more than that, which is how to equip yourself for better for that. And then have a system to work on that. And also how to quickly learn. And, uh, you know, uh, and also uh, I guess that from, from our, even our researchers and corporate world and all that. And then um, the second one is can-do can attitude. 
So once you see that challenge and, the, and, and on the other side of the coin, which is the opportunity, and then you got to uh, tell yourself that, uh, you know, I can do it. And uh, it doesn't matter how tentative and then how, uh, how uncertain you are and uh, just tell yourself, I can do it. And maybe it doesn't really turn out to be, uh, to be what I expected, but uh, it's going to be rewarding. So you just have to, to have that kind of attitude. And also I think that the last one uh, is uh, what we're teaching ourselves uh, in our third culture, which is culture of help. So therefore, you know, in this entire um, chaos, and then you just have to, first of all, see um, what you can do to help people, but even more courageous, tell people that you need help too. And then henceforth, you know, you can really build this bond and then to go out of your way to help people and then for them to find opportunity to help you. And that actually, you know, builds a stronger community. So, um, so those are something that I think that uh, um, would be really helpful because uh, uh, recently we've taken, you know, six interns from a local university called XGTLU. Xijiao uh, uh, Liverpool University. It's a joint venture university. And then um, many of, uh, of the uh, young students, uh, undergrad and grad, and then they were facing confusion every day. Even uh, this afternoon, one of them asked to come to talk to me and I invited her uh, to my home and we were going to talk through all this confusion and the challenges that she has. And so therefore, um, you know, every day we actually encourage them. When you actually are facing a lot of challenge, use that entrepreneurial spirit you have, find opportunities to learn, to excel, to grow, and then uh, to help. And then I always believe in you that uh, even if you fall down in a big way, and then you will still find that, wow, you know, I actually learned. So therefore, uh, uh, like what people say, if it doesn't kill you, it's gonna make you stronger. <laughs> Catherine, thank you very much for taking the time to join me today. I am certain the viewers will get uh, great joy out of the wisdom that you provided. And it is fantastic to see how you are uh, continuing uh, to you know, just create new horizons. And I wish you all the best going forward. And certainly if there's anything we can be doing to support you, don't ever hesitate to reach out.